This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, August 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Water politics in Senate. New winery fees. A price tag on rangeland conservation. And Enviro's press fight against NEPA reforms. Senator blames water commissioner for temperance flat delays. The state Senate yesterday confirmed the reappointment of Carol Baker for the California Water Commission. Senate Republican leader Shannon Grove of Bakersfield had pushed for a no vote, arguing Baker was to blame for overfunding the proposed temperance flat reservoir. Under the Brown administration, the commission rejected a funding request for the project. Baker abstained from that vote, citing a low score on environmental feasibility, according to GV Wire. She could have been the swing vote that delivered Proposition 1 funding to the project. It cost a lot of farmers in the Central Valley water to be able to feed your constituents, said Grove yesterday, adding that Baker's confirmation, quote, is not good for anybody. Water Board considers new winery fees. Staff for the State Water Board yesterday laid out a new option for new statewide fee structure for discharges from wineries. Industry stakeholders raised a number of questions, such as how they will factor in existing winery fees from regional boards. The State Water Board levies fees on agriculture through several other regulatory programs as well. The winery order has not been finalized yet, which means the staff will revise the fee proposals as the regulation progresses. They expect to have more changes in September based on this and public feedback. For the winery order, as well as the water quality and water rights fees, staff are considering options to delay fees for a year due to the economy. Yet this would lead to programs being understaffed and delays in permits, as well as a jump in fees next year. Reclamation releases Shasta Dam proposal. The Bureau of Reclamation is proposing to raise Shasta Dam to increase storage capacity by 3%, delivering more water for the Central Valley Project. Yesterday, the agency released its environmental impact statement for public comment, the first step of the process. California simply does not have enough carryover storage, and this is a strategic project that is smart, cost-effective, and environmentally sound investment for California, said Reclamation Commissioner Brenda Berman in a statement. Remember, last year, Attorney General Xavier Becerra led an effort to block the Westlands Water District from performing an environmental review for the project. The state argued the California Wild and Scenic Rivers Act prohibits agencies of the state from impacting free flows of the McLeod River. This means other potential cost-sharing partners for the Bureau would also be bound by those restrictions, according to researchers at the Public Policy Institute of California, and neither Congress nor legislature has shown interest in changing that. Rangeland conservation leads to $1 billion in benefits annually. A new study commissioned by the California Rangeland Trust finds that more than 300,000 acres of rangeland under conservation easements in the state provide up to $1.4 billion in ecosystem benefits. They support wildlife habitat, climate benefits, food and water supplies. 
The easements return $3.47 for every dollar investment. When rangelands are sold for development, land uses and ownership are fragmented, putting ecosystems at risk and preventing responsible ranching practices, writes CDFA Secretary Karen Ross in an op-ed she co-authored in CalMatters yesterday. Lawsuit challenges NEPA reforms for Delta Tunnel. A new lawsuit says sweeping changes to the National Environmental Policy Act would require federal agencies to stick their heads in the sand rather than to take a hard look at the full health and environmental consequences of their decisions. The complaint led by the Environmental Justice Health Alliance says the July 16 NEPA rule would allow ill-considered and uninformed project approvals that impair individuals' health, especially in the most vulnerable and overburdened communities. The plaintiffs, who include the Natural Resources Defense Council and the National Audubon Society, mentioned the Delta Conveyance Project in California as an example of the rule's impact. An NRDC member cited the complaint for legal standing purposes as concerned the new rule will result in weaker environmental review of the project, whose purpose is to develop new water diversion and conveyance facilities in the Delta to meet the reliability needs of water deliveries under the California State Water Project and potentially the Federal Central Valley Project. Deadline comes with little sign of progress on aid. Today is the deadline that senior Trump administration officials had set for getting an agreement with Democrats on a new coronavirus relief package. But there is still no sign that a deal is anywhere close. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin and White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows met with Democratic congressional leaders for more than three hours last night. We're closer on a lot of issues, but we're still very far apart on some very significant issues. That's Steve Mnuchin telling reporters uh, after the meeting the progress of the negotiations. One of the biggest issues to be resolved, he said, is additional funding for state and local governments. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York said Mnuchin and Meadows refused to meet Democrats in the middle. The House passed aid bill cost $3.4 billion. The Senate GOP alternative proposed last week calls for a trillion dollars. If there's no deal, President Trump is threatening to issue executive orders to extend unemployment benefits and address other issues. U.S. hits Canada with new tariffs. The Trump administration reimposed tariffs on Canadian aluminum yesterday, raising concerns about new trade frictions with the country a little more than a month after the start of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. The administration cited a surge in Canadian aluminum exports. Jaime Castaneda, the U.S. Dairy Export Council Senior Vice President for Trade Policy, says he doesn't expect the new tariff to affect implementation of USMCA, but retaliation could be an issue. The last time the U.S. hit Canada and Mexico with tariffs on aluminum and steel, both countries did retaliate. Here's today's He Said It. As bad as these numbers look on the surface, they actually show improvement for May. That Christopher Thornburg of Beacon Economics describing how the June report shows less of a decline in trade than in May. The report notes that almond shipments were up 8%.
Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, August 7th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.